Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Seals, and this is the first break back. Y'all, it is Thursday, January 4th. We are here, and it is a group chat Thursday. I know y'all had some very lively conversations over the holidays. We're going to keep that train rolling today. It's also National Trivia Day, okay? And uh, I will be out on the road this year, y'all. I am back on stage, and you can get some political trivia as well as some knowledge, information, and some good old community bonding in at my show in Amanda We Trust Live going down in Chicago at the Den Theater the 19th and the 20th. I will also be doing a second show that same night of just pure good old stand-up comedy. So I'm not just coming back. I'm coming back twofold, okay? Don't say I don't rock with y'all. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. And I know that y'all be like, we rock with you, Amanda. We rock with you. And I appreciate that. I do. But show it in tickets. Show it in tickets. Airport, <laughs> okay. And I know some of y'all might be like, I can't believe she's pressuring us to buy tickets. I am independent. <laughs> like, yeah. this is what it is. We got Rita right here. She is also a comic. Like, when we are doing shows and y'all buy tickets, it is more than just you spent money on a ticket. You are getting to embrace somebody who is putting their whole selves on the stage for you. Mm-hmm. So take it Therefore. in. It is a gift. And you all are a gift as well. Because I was very dangerous to sounding like Lauren Hill just now. All right. Coming up on today's show, we have our headliner of the week, Grammy-nominated soul singer Major, also known as the Hope Dealer. Okay? We definitely need more Hope Dealers out here. He's going to join us for a group chat today. We're going to talk about uh, success and what that really means. Also, Generation Z reportedly concerned about how much money their partner has. And they're doing this more so than any other generation. You know what? Mm. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. We'll talk about that, okay? We got more for you, so don't go anywhere. We're starting the new year off right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we are in the midst of a group chat Thursday, our first group chat Thursday of the year, okay? Let's just jump it off. Apparently, the Gen Zers, according to Essence Magazine, are more concerned about how much money their partner has than any other generation. Mm. Gen Z is apparently mm. less concerned about physical compatibility than they are about the financial status wow. of a potential mate. I've heard this before. I've heard this. Yeah. And this is the belief that older generations weren't as concerned about. So I find that interesting because I feel like 
I've always heard about like dowries and about like people being married because of mm. their family status, et cetera, et cetera. And like, oh, you can't mm. marry him. He doesn't have enough status or you can't marry her. She's from a lowly cottage, et cetera. So <laughs> I just feel like this is surprising to me. And I feel like the Gen Z's that I know seem to be a lot less materialistic and a lot less like capitalist based. But what do you guys think? I went through, um, I've been through both phases of, I went through a phase where I was spending a lot of money. I went through phases where I've dated women that didn't have a lot of money. Um, I went through phases where I was dating women that had a lot of money. So I don't think it really has ever mattered to me personally. Like, I was okay, more, but that's because you, ama- that's, well, one, yeah. that's because you're a man, that's yeah. two, because you're fine. Oh, and we, well, I you. always have to remind y'all about that. <laughs> a lot of the time, Supreme is saying things as if he's not this fine black man out here know, and educated. And so sometimes like... I'm like, stop acting like you're the norm. That's not the norm. Well, thank you. You've also but... been employed like this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. So... <laughs> stay with a job. Yeah. So I don't even know why I asked you. Okay, Rita. <laughs> But Supreme, I am curious, though, if a woman is a breadwinner, if your woman was a bread, I mean, like by a wide margin, would that matter to you? Would it make you feel emasculated or less like a man? See, I've less had that man. before and it didn't matter to me because she wasn't spending the money on me. We didn't get to that point in the relationship where she wasn't. Uh, was she a lot older? Nah, she was the same age as me. She was. um, What was it? Um. It's like this type of nurse, the type of nurse that puts people to sleep or whatever like that. And they make like mad money off the, they start out at like 250 off the board. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like she was spending it on me. She would still expect me to pay for dates and so on and so forth. So, I mean. Interesting. That's was, a lesson you know, I'm learning right now. Okay. Yeah, she, she was doing it. <laughs> That's a great. I, I, go ahead, Rita, because I've been in that situation. <laughs> I think for sure it matters less to me how somebody looks physically and more how we can exist as a unit because we have bills, we have wealth that we're trying to build. I think when you're younger, you are like, oh, I had a list. Like when I was with dudes, he had to be light skinned, had to have good hair. You know what I mean? Same for women. (laughs) She had to have a big booty. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a list when I was young because that's what mattered. But now that you have goals and you want to build generational wealth, like those things have to be considered. But it gets really tricky when it's two women because the expectation is for the more masculine woman to take care of everything. And I will remind y'all, I am I am not the man. Don't get a damn food. I'm not the man. <laughs> well, no I will say as someone who has been the breadwinner, um, I feel like if I have the bread, then I do need to be attracted to you. <laughs> like, I mean, mm. I feel like I at least need to be, you know, turned up um, because that's not going to because like what else is going to turn me on not paying yeah. paying for your dinner is not going to turn me on uh, we're going to keep this conversation going because I feel like it's going to get juicy keep it like right here at the Amanda the Amanda Seal Show we up we up we up welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show I am Amanda Seals we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday according to Essence Magazine folks generational wealth conversations are happening earlier and more often than ever in relationships. Now, let me just say this. I feel like that framing is different 
than the idea that like Gen Z cares more about like what their partner's money has than than other generations. I feel like it's mm. like because if you watch the TikToks, you definitely yeah. can get the idea that like all these women are just out for money. Remember that dude whose mom literally came on and was like, "Y'all need oh, to stop yeah, expecting yeah. my books. Yeah. Y'all need to in fancy places." <laughs> like, okay, your son need to not date until he can like have his own conversations. But I think there's something different when it's saying like Gen Z is more conscious of having like financial education, right? And like yeah. being with you know and responsibility. Like, oh, you have debt. Like, what's that? Like, what you doing about that, et cetera? That, to me, is a different vibe. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because the information is more out there than it was in previous generations. And also, um, material things are more attainable to a younger mm. generation. You got kids that go to high school with designer belts <laughs> on now. So, right. it's, you know, it, it's it's more of a big deal to them because they're more, of a, more aware, I want to say. I think the whole relationship structure was arguably just a little easier back in the day because you just kind of expected the man to go to work and the woman would be at home cooking and taking care of the kids and that is not the situation now like women out here working they bosses yeah. and so now now we gotta we gotta figure this out you know like how, are we gonna like Holly. so yeah okay so if it's if you split in three ways what's the rule for that yeah yeah, yeah. that's a whole nother level like if i if, if i'm taking if i'm dating two brothers i gotta pay for both of y'all then i got no yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does yeah. work that's actually you know what i met a sister who's poly and i need to ask her that question because that was a question we were like talking about it and just me and my homegirl mahogany were asking her questions but that was one that we did not ask so i want to know how to finance work in this how to finance yeah work? that's uh, a little different because especially with two men and a woman like i'm curious the, you gotta bring her on one day <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other comedy of that, if you're two men and two men and a woman, I feel like inevitably a competition is going to happen. Yeah, Either the competition of who's paying yeah. more or the competition yeah. of who's paying less. Yeah. Like, oh, he only, oh, he only had to take you to Cheesecake Factory. Well, David, then we going to KFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also curious, like, how deep into finances do y'all feel you should go in a relationship? Like, if you have debt. And we are together. Am I helping you pay off your debt so we can be stronger financially, or is that an individual responsibility? Mm. I'll give you my answer to that when we get back. Keep it locked right here oh, to the Amanda Seal Show. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are in the middle of our first group chat of the year, and we just coming out swinging, talking about yes. relationships and money, okay? Because I know that this is an area that I have drastically failed in in my life, and I mm. want to make that change this year and keep my change, by the mm. way, okay? Yeah, bring me my change. Bars. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> make that change. Bring me my change. Yeah. Um, but Rita, you would ask a question before we went to the break and you can you rephrase can you restate your question por favor yes if you are in a relationship how do you guys feel about taking on that debt together because it will uh, affect both of your financial health so is that a situation where i'm responsible for my debt or are we both responsible for debt mm. so i think that this is one of those married scenarios like marriage is a very specific thing and it is not necessarily for everybody. But when people say like, oh, we're like, it's like we're married. It's like, well, that's what it is. It's like yeah. you're married. Mm -hmm. But 
within the legal structure of this nation, you don't have that extra step that's there that binds you. And so you also don't have that extra level of um, security, right? Like I know that I was in a three-year relationship with somebody where I was doing a lot of supporting in those ways. And had we been married, there would have been a lot more onus on him in our separation to maybe have to like repay it back or what, you know what I mean? Like you get to have that, those conversations in, um, what do they call it? In mediation when, yeah. you, when you're divorcing. Yeah. But like when you break up, they gone. <laughs> like, That's the advantage to not getting married for real, for real. Like when we're speaking, you know, if you, yeah. with my wife, her debt becomes my debt and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, you're out Is that literal though? Like when I don't you're married, know about. Like, I, I, I think that, that's when you like you get divorced and stuff like that. When it comes down to where you have to help another person pay off their debt, but I just feel like if you're mm-hmm. in that type of partnership, and you know, is a marriage is kind of like a business. So you're inheriting yeah. other people's, you know, the, yeah. the positives and the negatives, financially and, and spiritually, mentally, all of those type of things. So. Yeah, it's a different conversation when you're speaking legally versus, you know, long-term Lovely. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Did you all have that conversation before you got married? Yes, but we didn't understand how real it was until Damn. you actually are in the field. Like, it's real when you're in the field. Like The last Mohicans. Yeah. It's real yes. in the field with the last Mohicans. <laughs> did something decent. Yeah, that credit score is important too, because like we can't the, the purchasing power, the buying power. If your credit ain't tight, we can't buy nothing together. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I gotta ask that question as soon as we get serious. Like, what's your credit like? Are you willing to work to get it to back where it needs to be? Because student loans messed mine up for a while, and I'm just now getting back good. But I know people don't be want to talk about that kind of stuff, but you have yeah. to. And that's a difficult conversation to have when you're not, when you're still unsure if this person is going to be a life yeah. partner or somebody you just having a good time with. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the other part of it, though, is that, like, you just got to take accountability for where you been and how you got there. Right. Mm, like you just said, yeah. like my my situation wasn't the way I wanted it to be because this happened. And now I'm taking responsibility, et cetera. And I think a lot of times, you know, even if somebody has made errors in the past, like you just want to see that they're taking accountability and responsibility to not make those errors now continue to be your errors. It's like whatever yeah. errors you made as a single person, okay, I wasn't around for that, but I need you to now that you are with me to at least make the effort to uh, have the consideration beyond yourself because now it affects somebody else. Absolutely. You feel me? Yep. Ooh. So look at that. <laughs> we already out the gate with the jam dropping. Oh, today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all, we will be right back with a celebrity confession. Keep it here to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's a new day and another celebrity confession. Did it stop just because it was a new year? No. People are still running their mouths. (laughs) And so I am here to guess uh, who said what and Rita Brent is going to test me. All right, Amanda. Uh, oh so, you know, man, a lot of celebrities been saying a whole lot of stuff on the internet, by the way. But this one surfaced, and I am curious to see who your guess is going to be. Beyonce is the queen of rap when she raps. 
and all genres of music when it comes to me. Go argue with the IRS or somebody else. That is someone said something. that. Yes. Someone said Beyonce is the queen of rap. Yes, I'll I'll continue. Beyonce, yes, because she is the number one female rapper when she does rap. There's no sleeping on the queen. Oh, well, I don't even know who said this, but that, come on now. That's just disrespectful to female women MCs who have made their whole craft rapping. <laughs> like we don't, we can still show love to Beyonce without completely, you know, just disregarding like this entire group of people. Well, she did pay homage to Salt and Pepper and other rappers as well. Okay, you just put a but hard R. I'm Pepper. Salt and pe- Pepper, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Salt and Pepper. But did she acknowledged Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot, Queen Latifah, MC Light, Lil Kim. A few of those. Yes, Fresh, but uh, nobody. Okay. But maybe the response to the backlash will give you more of a clue. Okay. So okay. of course okay. people came for her when she said Definitely. this. To which she said. For the dusty, crusty, funky bitches in the back. Beyonce is the queen of rap when she raps in all other genres of music. Now, stay mad, goofies. I said what I said. And not now, bitch, gonna check me. Carry on. Is this a rapper? Yes. I had a feeling. Is it Kaya or Debrat? No, but you are close. Some of her content resembles that of Kaya. Is this the Shakina person? From the no. same place, too. From the same place? Mm-hmm. Trina? Yes! yes. Yeah, Trina said this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she did. Was she She's drinking? a Beyonce stan. She's a Beyonce stan. <laughs> <laughs> that just, she went so hard. I yep. mean, listen... Again, I feel like you can be a Beyonce stan without just being irrational. Like she's not an MC. Like that's she doesn't even claim it. Yeah. I mean, if Beyonce goes ice skating, are we saying Beyonce is the best ice skater of all time? <laughs> just because she went all ice time. skating? All time. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from a Beyonce stan, I would not put her in the category of a rapper because she sings through everything, you know? So I I don't I don't I wouldn't categorize her as a rapper. Also, to my knowledge, like she's not writing the raps and she's not like coming up with the cadence of the raps. Like someone is delivering all over them. Yeah. All over. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, right. Trina. Um, Trina said, you don't know nah that could rap better than Beyonce. (laughs) Everybody needs a passion. Whatever keeps you talented. All right, celebrity confession for you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We are the Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We are, we are, we are. Everybody, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Still here. Still here. Happy Thursday. We're getting closer to the first weekend of 2024. We It's like we started in the middle of the week and then we're at the weekend. It's weird, but we're still here. We're doing it. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Do you know our headliner of the week joining us is Grammy nominated soul singer, but now giving us a bit of uh, Americana in the fusion of his new single, if you Joy will. in the Battle. Okay. If it's you will. Yeah. And we are joined by Major. Yeah. Listen, the energy is going up. Okay. If y'all think I'm on 10, we're going to 10 squared because that's You're how welcome. it goes down. All right. Now, this hour, we're going to be talking about success. Okay. The definition of success. I feel like a lot of people are doing a lot of redefining right now. So this is a great time, especially top of the year, to get into it. All right. Don't forget the lines are open. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. If you miss any of the show, you can check out our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back with Major right here on a group chat Thursday at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. And we are joined by Grammy-nominated soul singer slash thespian okay i'm not even gonna give you mm. actor i'm gonna give you thespian yeah because you that give part. Me more yeah you give me more than just like i'm reading lines i'm looking at the screen we're studied we're studied man we are studied yes i really needed to play othello um we are joined by uh major who is known as the hope dealer but let me just give you a little rundown about knowledge because we're gonna be i mean about major because we're gonna be talking about the definition of success right now you have let's 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 look at the credits okay because some might say well baby this is it Known as the Hope Dealer, Billboard.com says he's the artist to watch. 100 million streams on Spotify, 300 million streams on YouTube. There's a large, grandiose, big hit, Why I Love You, that is certified platinum. You've got the new EP, The Hope of My Soul. I mean, we all want to have a successful 2024. What from this, because your bar is starting high. Very high. (laughs) (laughs) Listen... Not without pain. 2024. Listen, not without pain. The bar may be high uh, from certain perspectives, but you, but you already know. You already know these optics are one thing, but the journey is a whole nother, and that's why we deal the hope because I can't live without it. And um, but uh, listen, it it for me, I'm believing for more in 2024. I said it. That's more love. That's more joy. That's more mm-hmm. gains. That's more wins. That's more lessons. Um, you know, we we okay. we trying to we trying to triumph in uh, 2024 without the added um, 
residual uh, disrespect of people not getting it along the way. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm motivated already. <laughs> be, be motivated. Come on, man. <laughs> now, was this any different? Is the vibe any different than when you were coming into 2023? Slightly, yeah, because I kind of, you know, I was I was newly signed to a situation um, for an independent label. Um, let me make it very clear that the operative word is independent. OK, mm-hmm. independent, mm-hmm. not not well resourced, not well funded, but independent. From the mud. So we, we, From the mud. Listen, listen, the trenches. Um, but <laughs> I, I had a new a new signing um, was very optimistic about this new relationship. Uh, but in 2023, it presented challenges that seemed like, mm. dang, I've been here before. Why am I here again? Um, wow. uh, but, you know, all the while, you know, 2023 kind of took me through a, a purging. It took me through some trimming of needing to have things happen a certain way, just being available to if I put in the work. Perhaps the packaging may not look like I expected, but it's going to deliver well. So just lean into that. And um, so 2024, I think where I'm at is just show up well and whatever comes back is going to treat you well. That's a great segue. That's a great segue because when we come back, I want to talk about how do you set yourself up to be successful. But I also want to hear from the squad what you guys consider success. Because I feel like my version of what success is has changed dramatically over the years. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just because things should don't mean they do. That's fair. (laughs) Don't mean it feel good. (laughs) It don't mean it feel good. We'll be right back, y'all. See you at the Seal Show. We got Major in the building on a group chat Thursday. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is Group Chat Thursday, and we are joined by vocalist extraordinaire as well as uh, thespian actor extraordinaire, and just all around dope, hilarious person. Major in the building. <laughs> You can check out yeah. Major's new song and video, <laughs> New Hope Anthem. Hilarious. You just did. You just is that did an air horn, horn or what is that? <laughs> listen, yes, listen if the DJ ain't ready, I'm, <laughs> if the DJ ain't ready, I have learned to encourage myself. <laughs> Self-sufficient. <laughs> well, you can check out the New Hope Anthem, uh, Joy in the Battle. It is available. True. The new song and video is available to stream and download. And it's a soul and Americana fusion of flavors so, so in, in 2024 so is already i mean majors already opening the door and and, and expanding you're already expanding yeah. you're already you know let, let me but let I me break that down about- a little let oh, me okay. break that down mm-hmm. a little bit so join the battle listen mm-hmm. it is really about helping people understand that we don't need the permission of our storm to choose joy We don't need the permission of our challenge or hardship Mm. to choose hope, to choose love. What happens is these are virtues that will make doubt, fear and everything else surrender and fall in line. But people often try to they're navigated by circumstance. So they're like, well, if circumstances this, I'm supposed to be sad. If circumstances this, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be mad. But it's like, nah, you don't get to tell me if I can be happy. 
You don't get to tell me if I can if I can have love. I'm going to choose this. And reality is going to be what reality is. But I'm yeah. going to commit to the fact that every storm does indeed run out of rain. So choose joy in your battle. Choose joy in your pain. Choose joy in your victory. Choose it all the same. And I guarantee you, your situation and your life will be much lighter because we're not beheld to or beholden to the trifling. You get what I'm saying? I'm just fat. I do. I also want to point out, though, for all of my emotional cancers out there, it is your party and you can cry if you want to. So listen, gonna, listen, I didn't say permission. not I didn't say to uh to not take a moment to cry and I love all my cancers. I'm a Pisces, so I feel you. I feel you way too much and um, <laughs> but but I will say this. This is my this is my my statement. Hope is not the denial of reality. Okay. It's the commitment to believe That's greater. Great. Yes, it's the commitment to believe greater is on the other side of it. So we're not pretending circumstances aren't real. Hardship ain't real. Trifling ain't real. But in the midst of yeah. it, in the midst of it, tears yeah. and all, we're going to hold to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We coming out of this. Know this, Amanda Seals squad. Uh, before <laughs> we end this whole segment, I want to hear what you guys' visions of success is. I'm always curious. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But Rita, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just curious, how is your audience perceiving this? Because, you know, when you are doing music, when you're a particular artist, you know, folks want something from you, whether that is a sexual energy or whether it is mm. a particular kind of energy. How is your audience perceiving this uh, this hope from you? Well, I've been dealing it for all my life. Yeah, all right? my life I had to fight. <laughs> uh, but listen, <laughs> um, I think I think it's pretty on brand and consistent with who I've been early on. My teachers from elementary used to talk with me about their problems. So you're going to get this hope uh, one way or another. Um, I, I, I was you. the kindergarten. I know you. I Listen, am you. Straight up. Straight up. I, we are. Amanda, we talked about this at Essence Fest a few years ago. We have much more in common than not. But, but nevertheless, and I remember kindergarten while everybody's taking a nap. Miss Kilborn was talking to me about life while everybody's taking a nap. Not Miss Kilborn being a killjoy. Listen, listen. <laughs> no, but, but I was I was leaning into it because she gave me jewels left and right. Talking about a little dab would do you. Every little bit it builds to the much. But but yeah, I think mm. this is pretty on brand with me. I'm not yeah. switching it up. I will say musically, people are like, "Give me another why I love you," and I'm like, mm. "Listen, I got more than that." <laughs> I love that. Just the journey of the artist, but also the journey of the audience, right? Like, ride with me, y'all. Like, let me let me go mm. other places. Yeah. I'm like, just ride with me. Just please. go with me, yeah. please. But this is the thing. This is what I found. People judge and, and make decisions based on the limitation of their greatest experience. So until they experience something new, oh, they won't be able to make a decision to accept it. What they once called crazy, they'll eventually call amazing and genius when they travel with you for a minute. That's a fact. But the thing is, we need to get out of our complacent spaces and just open up and just receive the new new because you know if the new new is you you it's gonna be true true 
You, you see what I did there? Uh, I do. I saw it. When we I get do back, do. y'all gonna see some more. Keep it locked right here, here. The Amanda Seal Tills Show Show. Okay, okay. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and we are in the midst of a group chat Thursday. We starting off the year. We're just diving in to the year in a group <laughs> chat. Uh... We're joined by Major, who is so Major. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of folks know Major from your very big hit record, Why I Love You. But you're coming at us with a whole other energy. Not a whole other energy, but you're expanding your energies. Yeah, it's evolution. It's evolving. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With a new song called Joy in the Battle. Now, when we talk about the joy in the battle, we talk about the process of getting to where we want to be. And in this new year, I know a lot of people do the resolutions. They do the vision boards. You know, they do the manifesting. They do those things. Um, And I feel like a lot of us, our ideas and visions of success change over time. And I would love to hear from, you know, Supreme and Rita and and, uh, TJ, if you got it in you, to to. Just tell me, like, where what was success to you at one other point, and like, how has it changed? Success at one point in time for me was just getting to a certain level. Now, success for me is excelling at that level and standing out where before it was gotcha. just getting in the room. Now yeah. it's being in the room and being noticed as well as being in the room. So I think it's like when you play sports, it's you're on JV, then you're on varsity and you're a pro. Like it's just different levels to success depending on the person and where you're at perspective wise. That's just me. <laughs> That's just mm. me. <laughs> so for me, it used to be like not having to ask my mother for money anymore. You know, like just being able to pay my own bills. <laughs> being able to pay my own bills, afford my own stuff without any assistance from my mother. So that was a definition of success in the past. But now I think that definition is being able to create a livelihood based on my authenticity. Like not being anybody other yep. than Rita. Not molding. Come on, Rita! not molding to how you know the industry says I need to be well this is what you need to do and say to be a successful female comedian mm-hmm. just being my authentic self and letting that gift make room for me that's my definition now nice oh, now, okay. our, our, our EP TJ is under the weather so yeah. I don't know TJ's success for you Mike <laughs> right now might just be not feeling like trash. coughing <laughs> see I'm gonna get y'all you know it, it used to be just um, setting a goal and or goals and accomplishing them now it is still that but also living in a place of peace and happiness with that because sometimes we get so um, compassionate or so driven to accomplish goals our happiness and our well-being kind of fall by the wayside but I want it all 
Nice. Not at all. What would my? I think at one point my idea of success was there were like particular milestones that I was told that I need to aspire to. Like you need, like as a comic, you need to get a stand-up special. Uh, as a as an actor, you need to be on a TV show. As a you know, if you're, and then once I did that, it was like, okay, now you need to get a production deal. That's what everyone does, and that's what you need to aspire to. And if you don't do that, then you're not really playing the game, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like at this point. It's kind of a combination of all of y'all's because to me at this point, success is primarily just like having options, like being able to say no and not feeling like I'm missing out or like I'm um, if I say no, then I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Or if I say no, then what could this mean for my career? Like just being able to feel like more confident in that. But also that's attached to because I feel like Rita, I've like. I've hit that mark where it's like, I'm completely committed to like, this is Amanda. This is what it is. This is what y'all going to get. And take it or leave it. And like translating that into an actual like career. So, but I think uh, success for a long time, for a lot. I remember, I remember one time, like when I was doing hip hop, I just remember everybody's idea of success was Jay-Z. Mm. Like it was like that right, is right. success. <laughs> that is success. And I knew it was time for me to leave the music that. business when I was backstage at a concert and it was at a festival. And everybody, like there's a lot of people just backstage. I was a journalist at the time. Like people were just backstage milling about and there was this ruckus that was so crazy that I thought there was like a bomb scare. They, they were like, move, move, down, down, move, move. Y'all, it was Jay and Beyonce walking through the crowd. <laughs> That's a scare. That's a bomb scare. It was too much. And I was like, if this is what success requires, I don't want it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't want people to feel like they're in a bomb scare just because I'm walking through. Yeah. When we get back, we're going to hear what Major's very poignant thought is on this topic right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we are joined here on this group chat Thursday by Major. His new song and video, Joy in the Battle, is available for streaming now. It's a new hope anthem, and we have been talking about the idea of success. What does success really mean? And I was saying that, like, at one point in time, I really felt like I saw people lose their minds because Jay-Z and Beyonce walked through a crowd, and that's when I knew this ain't this ain't for me because if this is what success is I, I'm, I'm feel some type of way if people got to be like moved around like a bomb square just because I'm walking through and then and then major was like but Amanda but Amanda but, 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 listen let me clarify something and help you realize you the bomb too listen what's <laughs> happening right now what's happening right now as you show up as your authentic self real talk Amanda you're making you're creating the hysteria that you witnessed with I'm I'm not I'm not kidding you people no are moved no and stirred. listen it is good hysteria you are igniting this movement of people not just speaking without getting information and not learning it is it is literally causing millennials and gen zers to step into the space and only step in and speak when they know what they're talking about this is real talk Ooh, okay i i would love to I, if i'm if i'm doing that y'all i'm let me let me clap i'm gonna do the that i witness you listen listen 
<laughs> you're welcome. I share that with everybody. But listen, that's the hysteria that you're creating. It's it's because you're showing up as your authentic self. And that's the disturbia that comes when we show up well. And so my definition, my definition of success is when you lean into passion and purpose with your best authentic self, Rita, mm-hmm. and you have a piece about it, TJ, because that's what it is. If you ain't got a piece about it, that ain't success. No. Who wants that? Then with billionaires that are miserable, listen, have a piece about it, you win it. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Supreme, what did you say that you, you said that you've you've seen that? Where did you oh, see when, that? Um, when, when I was pulling up to the comedy show and those two ladies, they came out of nowhere like, oh my God, was that Amanda Seals? And then I sold Hilarious. them the tickets to go to a comedy show after that. They weren't even planning on going to the comedy show on a Saturday. They just saw you and immediately went and bought tickets to go see Amanda Speak Seals. facts, Fred. So that's Speak right facts, This is a great time for me to remind y'all that I will be in Chicago <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> the 19th and 20th of January. That is around the corner, all right? I'm yeah. doing two different shows each night, all right? First, you get a stand-up show, and the second show is Amanda Seals. Uh, sorry, the second show is In Amanda We Trust. I've been creating spaces for us to have conversations about politics, about the world. I just want us to be able to be in a room together thinking with our brains and our hearts at the same time and uh, learning a little something about how we move forward. So we're, and we're going to bring, we're going to bring some uh, new hope with us. The new hope. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Let's just call it major hope. If you will. Major hope. If you will get your tickets at amandaseals.com by the way, but I major, when can people see you perform? Uh, what is next? Oh, I'll be in Nashville on the, uh, on January 9th uh, for a big showcase at the historic basement, um, Nashville. So make sure you check it out. It's actually free to the people. Make sure that you check out his new hope anthem, Joy in the Battle. All right. I think that the, the, the song title itself lets you know that it's like setting you into the new year with the right type of vibe. Like, I, I haven't even heard the song, admittedly, but it gives me you can win. Listen, as listen. Long as you keep. Listen, listen. Bars. These are the bars. This is second verse. You shouldn't let yourself get tangled up and worried because that kind of living takes its toll. You better take that pencil back and rewrite your story and write the best one ever told. All over me, you want my peace, but you won't get it. I hear the devil steady knocking at my door. I'm just a man who's lost some things and left with memory. Still, I believe there's so much more because I got joy in the battle, joy in my victory. I keep my eyes to the heavens so my joy never slips from me. I'm just trying to help the people. I'm just oh. trying to help the people. You just trying to help the people. Okay. I'm just trying to help the people. Yeah, so y'all know what it is. The lyrics is there, all right? The lyrics is there. We're still here on the group chat Thursday. We got more of Major this week. He's going to join us before the record and back at the class. So you know what to do. Keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show. We shall return. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Shout out to Major for joining us for our group chat Thursday. And you can check him out uh, tomorrow. Will he be joining us on For the Record, where we learn a little something about folks? Because I give them a scenario, they give me a song. Okay. I love learning about folks through the music that moves them. Now, we are here on January 4th, and it is apparently National Spaghetti Day. I'm not sure what made January 4th National Spaghetti Day, but I am annoyed because all of a sudden that just made me want spaghetti. (laughs) Like that quickly. I just was like, you know what? I I do want spaghetti today. (laughs) So maybe that's how I got the name. Maybe that's how I got the name. Now, coming up this hour, Dave Chappelle dropped a new comedy special on Netflix over the holidays. And people are sharing mixed reactions about his material. Full um, disclosure, I have not seen the special. Rita, have you seen the special? Yes, twice. Oh, great. Well, that is fantastic. All right. So Rita will be leading us in this conversation. The conversation is really around the facts of the question of do comedians need to be politically correct in their material? Now, I am heading back out on the road this year. I took all last year off. I say I took off when really I was blacklisted, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. I am back on the road this year. You can catch me in Chicago on January 19th and 20th. And I will be doing stand up. I will also be doing uh, political comedy forums that are called In Amanda We Trust Live. So we'll be doing these two different types of shows. But even in the in the in both of those, there's not going to be political correctness in the sense that it's not going to be safe content. That's like I'm not going to be telling jokes about mustard, you know, mm-hmm. like it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, like some people might be offended, uh, but I feel like at this point, that's kind of par for the course. But we're going to talk more about it. All right. So keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. And uh, don't go anywhere. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Happy Group Chat Thursday. Happy 2024. Happy New Year. I am somebody who says Happy New Year until the end of this week, and then I'm letting it go. Okay? I'm letting it go. (laughs) Some people are telling you Happy New Year until January 30th, and I'm just like, I... We we in it now. We in it. (laughs) Um, But Dave Chappelle dropped a new comedy special over this whole break called The Dreamer. And apparently several media outlets criticized it for its joke about for its jokes about gender identity and pronouns. Now, I have not seen the special, but even in just reading that, I'm like, why do you still continue to talk about trans folks? Like, I don't even understand what the... Okay, I'll get back to that. Rita, you saw it. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I did see the special and it was filmed in the same place as when he did Killing Me Softly. So the, the backdrop of the special, just the background was okay. just you know that he was a dreamer when he was young and you know yes. how he got to I this know that's point special by heart 
Yes, I think we all do. And I, yeah. I that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because I will say like, I miss that Chappelle. Like, it seems like he is performing in defiance right now. Like, I will not be silenced. And um, it's it's some good material, but he is, he does talk about trans people. He does talk about handicapped people. And it was just a, it was a departure from the Chappelle that we're used to. I, I did enjoy the material about Chris Rock and Will Smith. He talked about his own attack that he uh, experienced at the Hollywood yeah. Bowl. But I can see how some people are like, damn, man, like you still own this, like, let it go you know and I, I just think he's above it see that's I thought the joke was that he was letting it go and that was the joke and then he started talking about handicapped people so I didn't yeah. really hear the you know the shots the jokes that I heard were more clowning the dude that came on the stage and then he was clowning handicapped people so but why I was thought- he clowning handicapped people because he because can't clown he's like, trans you think I'm a coming more, so he started right. clowning handicapped people. So he's yeah. like, you think I need to depend on trans people to make money? No, yeah, tonight I'm talking joke. about handicapped people. Yeah. So you know, it was a misdirect and it, it was funny, but several of his punchlines still were about trans people. It was like and underlying think, jokes towards yeah. trans people, but it was it, it was like hmm. I thought it was funny. But I think he just needs to leave that alone because it's just too controversial. But he likes controversy. So, you know, it is. But I don't want it to take away from his legacy. That's my big issue. I don't want this controversy to define him. Like, I'm such a huge Chappelle fan. And he I think he really has mastered that brilliance between, you know, talking about political stuff and but I don't want this to define his legacy. See, I don't, I don't think that it will define his legacy because people that rock with Chappelle, because I used to think Chappelle was corny, um, but people that rock with Chappelle, like I was reading a lot of the comments, they love Dave Chappelle for Dave Chappelle. So I don't really think that's going to define his legacy because people that rock with him, rock with him. And people that don't, just don't. So I don't know if that'll necessarily be the definitive Dave Chappelle legacy of that because that's just a hot topic right now. But I feel like people that love Chappelle love Chappelle for Chappelle. And with them, he can't go wrong. Like, I fell asleep during the special. Okay, so we'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) I will be right back. I'm going to give my two cents on this. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We are, we are. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. We are here on a group chat Thursday talking about uh, basically like the state of comedy in 2024. You know, I'm a stand-up comic. We got Rita Brent right here, a stand-up comic. Then we're talking about Dave Chappelle, who just dropped his new special, The Dreamer. And apparently there's people who are like, why are you still talking about trans folks? Now he's also talking about handicapped folks. And, you know, I didn't see the special, but listening to you guys talk about just kind of where you all received the jokes, like in terms of if you thought they were funny or if you thought they were pointless, et cetera, et cetera. I think for me in general, I just feel like somewhat at the caliber of Chappelle, like your comedy should move conversation forward. Mm. Um, And if it's not doing that, then it kind of lacks to me like it's brilliance. And I don't mean that it has to necessarily move conversation forward like you're uh, an academic, you know, but even when you had like the jokes that Chris Rock would tell, you know, like when he was talking about like, yeah, you know, um, there's a difference between like black people and N-words, right? Like that is a classic joke, but that also like it, it, 
it was simple, but it moves the conversation forward, right? In terms of like identity mm-hmm. politics and for in terms of respectability politics, et cetera. And mm-hmm. I feel like Dave was really, really great at making you think about things differently. Like I know one of my actual like processes when I write jokes is I'll like write a joke to like the the point where I feel like, okay, this is the point that makes sense. And then I'll go into a Dave mode and it'll be like, okay, now where can you go in terms of absurdity? Like, where can you yeah. like take this <laughs> to like another level, you know? And mm-hmm. that is from Chappelle. And I feel like he used to do that in a way that expanded your mind. Whereas at this point, I feel like the conversation around trans, et cetera, it's, it's not about like, oh, I have a right to say anything I want. We all have a right to say what we want. Like, that's what human rights are. You can say what you want. It's just what do you choose to say? Like, what do you mm-hmm. choose? What do you use your your breath, your voice, your platform to speak on and what's valuable to you? So I think for, for me, it's more so like, is low hanging fruit worth it? Mm. You know, like when I did my special um, in, in 2019, there was a joke that I had in there that I ended up taking out because I was just like, I know that this joke can be funnier. And right now it's just low hanging fruit. But, mm-hmm. you know, folks were like, nah, that was really funny, though. And I was like, mm, I can do better. So I should just take it out. And I think that's where I would like to see, um, you know, people go to, especially someone like Chappelle. I sometimes feel like at this point, we're not necessarily watching material. We're just watching like thoughts. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like TED Talk. Can, can yeah, I ask a question as the non-comedian yeah. in the room? Um who has been able to continuously move thought forward for a long time? Like I know with, as far as rappers, it's like somebody has their peak and then you're done. And it's kind of like, Oh, he's dropping another album. Like comedian wise, who you consider somebody that's been able to move thought forward for a long period of time. Like Dave. That's easy for me. It's Roy Wood. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it. When we get back. Okay. We shall reveal. <laughs> All right, keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We are in the midst of a group chat Thursday, first group chat Thursday of 2024. And we are talking about the state of comedy, all right? Which is very personal to me and Rita because we're both stand-up comics and I'm actually going back on the road this year and I took a whole year off. So, you know, we're going into an election year, right? We're we're Mm -hmm. in the midst of an entire... Um, siege happening overseas in Israel. We are in the midst of a lot of like information that is now coming into the zeitgeist. And so it feels like there's a lot more things on the table to be discussed than ever. And 
When we talk about Chappelle and his last special, he was still talking about some of the things that he was already admonished for talking about. And it's been a question of like, what is the point of like continuing to speak on things that people have already expressed to you are not interesting to them or that they feel are, are hurtful. And I said that I feel like you should move conversation forward at a certain point. And just a side note, mm-hmm. I also feel like you should move forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. there's also that. It's like, are you stuck in the same kind of thing? And Supreme, you asked, what is who is a comic that you feel like me and Rita, who are some comics that you feel like consistently move the conversation forward. I just want to also add, even if it's not that they move the conversation forward, it's that they continue to move forward. You know, they continue to challenge themselves. Rita, you had somebody on the tip of your tongue though. Who's you going to say? Yeah, it's Roy Wood Jr. for me. I've, I've been a fan for a very long time. And when it comes to political issues, when it comes to racial issues, he he uh, he approaches these things with, with such delicacy, but it is still so freaking funny. Where I'm looking and that's who I study. I'm studying Roy Wood Jr. And so you can see his growth. You can see his evolution, like in, in interviews. He is so freaking smart and it really does show on stage. So I think Roy Wood Jr. is that person who has been consistently um, like has brilliant as it pertains. Has he peaked? Yeah. Mm. No, no. So. When you well, first let me also say you can check out Roy Wood Jr. on Small Doses podcast. <laughs> Side effects of political comedy. Okay, check that out. And mm-hmm. I agree with you, Rita. Roy is somebody that I look to as well in that same way. Um, you know, peak is a weird word for comedy because okay. is it based on your commercial success or is it based on your skill? Yeah. Right. Um. Because I feel like some might say that like someone like, I don't know, Eddie Murphy peaked in the 80s and then that's a wrap, right? But like he hasn't even done stand-up since then. That's <laughs> so, a fact. Right. Yeah. You know, we, who knows, right? But then you have people like, you know, Dick Gregory, George Carlin. Like these are people that just kept on going. Um, yeah. Who, I'm, I'm, why am I blanking right now? Um, I what think that... I th- I was about to mention his name. Like I think Godfrey has like never Godfrey like is consistent. Hit, hit a commercial peak, mm-hmm. but I think he gets better and better with time. Like Godfrey was one of my favorite people we had on here. I think that just honestly, like living in the space of how do you look at the world and identify things that are important, but using comedy like as a device. That is a practice that you either continue to like commit to, like kung fu or you don't Mm. like I don't know that I feel like when I watch Chappelle stuff these days that he's looking at the world in that way I feel like um, there's kind of a different he's still he's a funny person so like there's always going to be a humorous but I don't feel like he's analyzing the world in that way whereas someone like Roy Wood Jr. for instance like he was on the show on the podcast and he was like I literally won't talk about something unless I can find a way to make it funny Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, so because you know I was on his head about Israel. Um, but I feel like <laughs> the whole idea of comedy is also like very diverse for some people. For for not just for some people, for everybody. For some people, they're just like, I just want to laugh. Like, don't make me think. Whereas yeah. I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I really want you to make me think. Like, if you can make me laugh mm-hmm. and think, then I feel like you're out the box brilliant. And mm-hmm. so that's like Bars. trippy. 
There it is. <laughs> Bars. Well, we got a celebrity confession when we get back, so don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seal Show, and uh, that was an extended break. So if you want to hear the longer part of that conversation, you need to go and check out the show wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals and we are in the midst of our first show of the year. And ain't, ain't nothing changed. We still got to give you all these words of the day. Okay. Maybe okay. your new year's resolution is you want to expand your vocabulary. You know, you want to level up your communication skills. And one of the best ways to do that is to just have more words at your disposal to express yourself. Okay. Now today's word is dyspeptic it's an adjective oh lord dyspeptic Dyspeptic. say it again (laughs) dyspeptic dyspeptic peptic peptobismol I was gonna say that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) go on that ride ride that ride ride that ride okay 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 like look at the what is dis what is the what is the uh not prequel. Uh, I'm prefix. still getting to the new year, y'all. My brain ain't, ain't working yet. Yeah, the prefix. Dis. <laughs> what does dis. that mean? Let's see, like dis, dyspora, dys, dystopian. Uh, maybe it's when you are bothered. I don't know. Something to do with acid bothering you. <laughs> You were you're you're close enough. You're in the you're in the arena. It's relating to or suffering from pain caused by digestive problems. Oh word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I do need to take I do need to take the moment just as a member of the uh woke fam. I will have to say that I do have to call out that when we said the pre the prefix was dis, uh Rodney Supreme said Diaspora. Diaspora is not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think. And then, that. and then, and then Rita said dystopian, and dystopian starts with D Y S, which is oh, a different okay. prefix than D I S S. So I don't mean to diss y'all. Okay, I didn't think you caught that, but it's all good. <laughs> I catch everything, um, but it can also be used to describe someone as gloomy, pessimistic, and irritable. So some might say that Dave Chappelle is dyspeptic in his recent special. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, coming up this hour, I'm going to get y'all some IB knowing knowledge and we're going to go to the phone lines. Plus, we've got our 60 second headlines. Keep it locked to the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It is Amanda Seals and it is time for our first IB knowing of the year. So if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you saw that I took a little break. By the way, it was only a five-day break, and it felt like five weeks. Um, But I took that break necessarily because I've reached a point where I felt like I couldn't manage my old self 
with what I have learned in such a short amount of time in the last three months about the world, about people, about politics, government, et cetera. Like it was like these two parts of me, my past and my present, like kind of just conflicting with each other. And I felt like I was in a constant state of like unease. And I just that I just felt like I just needed to unplug in general. So of course, like social media as well. But even just from like talking to folks, I basically talk to people every day, y'all. If I'm not talking on this radio show, people call me. I'm really lucky and blessed to have a lot of dope people in my life and friends. And so they'll call and, you know, we'll sometimes we just shoot the shit, but sometimes we're having like really deep conversations and my brain is just never resting. And even if Mm. I meditate, you know, it's still like not enough. And I was writing, I wrote this, um, this kind of going away, (laughs) like I'll be right back conversation on my Instagram about how I feel like humans, we're like the first AI. Like we advance based on outside exposure and that changes our internal makeup. You know, like even as we are children growing up, like they say, you know, nature versus nurture, but like even your nature is formed by your parents' Nurture like you're you're literally like you came in here based on the DNA DNA that was given to you by people who were also shaped by nature and nurture. And so in that you it's no surprise that as we continue to get older and we continue to develop, we still continue to shift. And I feel like I am in a time in my life where I am becoming a different person than I have been before in such a clear way that it is bonkers that the reason why I'm able to even notice it is because I'm becoming a person that I haven't been before because of the amount of healing, the amount of studying, the amount of uh, connection that I have to myself and self-exploration. So in the past, I feel like when I've been maturing, I didn't really see it coming. I didn't really know it was happening in real time. It was something that I would just like, ex- like look back on and be like, oh, haha, I used to be like that. Now I'm like this now. So to be experiencing it in real time, is a new feeling. And I just needed to take some steps away to really just be with myself in that. And I'm so proud of myself for actually committing to that because I feel like I really only needed five days. And sometimes we tell ourselves like, no, if I step away, then I'm going to lose my footing. You know, I'm, I'm going to get FOMO. Like people are going to miss me. I'm not going to have what I, I'm not going to be connected anymore. And The truth is, is that by staying connected so much when you are in disarray, you're you're not even at your highest level of connection anyway. So what's the point? The point is to show up as your best self. And sometimes you just need to give yourself the opportunity to molt, to shed that skin and to do that in your own space without everybody's eyes on you or without feeling like you are owing everybody. And even if you're not a public figure, you can feel that way. Okay. Like you can just be the middle child in the family and feel like you owe everybody. So this is a new year. It's a new time. And it's also a new opportunity to create new practices of wellness. And I know that's something that I'm really committed to this year because I am committed to the people. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. I be knowing. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.
Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Let's go to the phone lines. I miss you guys. Uh... Hey, Amanda. This episode that I'm catching up on hits the nail on the head. Being more intentional about people in the space. I love what Supreme said. Um, I love what you said. And just in general, there were several other points. I should have took notes, but yes. I am so happy I'm able to catch up with this during my break. Um, Yeah, because last year brought me um, nothing but grief. It was a time I lost my mother. It was the most toxic time of the past 10 years. So anyway, yeah, I know you're not my friend, but I, I I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your honesty. You be getting me together when you don't even know you're getting me together. Like you said on your small doses, like you're talking into the phone, but you're actually connecting with people. And I appreciate that. All right. Have a great year. I love that. Yeah. well you're gonna get more of that this year and in more cities so really looking forward to being able to you know uh bring some positivity and uh even check a couple folks even if i didn't mean to but uh, (laughs) in the best way possible with this show right here so if you want to do like that lovely listener and catch up then all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcast you can check out our previous episodes and you know get into the mix of what we do right here at the amanda seal show because it's only gonna get better we'll be right back 60 second headline the amanda seal show we up we up we up Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for 60-second headlines. <laughs> Read a brand running down for me real quick. All right, Amanda. Harvard President Claudine Gay announced this week that she is stepping down from her job after plagiarism and campus anti-Semitism accusations. In a statement, she said, after consultation, it has become clear that it is in the best interest of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with the focus on the institution rather than any individual. A lot of folks are calling BS on this. Shady Boots McGee. Shady Boots McGee. I mean, she's the first black woman president of Harvard. And I'm just trying to understand why she's being so um, compliant. (laughs) Like, I don't know when this has ever worked for us. When has it ever worked for us? Uh At what point do we stop going along with the stuff? You know? Yeah. She did cite racial animus. So she she knows that there's a... Yeah, there is a racial component present, but also the shortest tenure, too. So this just sucks for her. Mm. Snoop Dogg is joining NBC Universal's coverage of the Olympic Games, Paris 2024, this summer. The global megastar will be on site in Paris to provide regular reports for the Olympic primetime show beginning July 26, 2024 on NBC and Peacock. I just don't understand how I have not been tapped to provide commentary, at least for gymnastics. Like, why haven't I been tapped? Tap me up. Like, what's going on, y'all? Because you know I got the facts. I got the passion. I got the jokes. Like, I'm here for it. And it's going to be a major one because Simone's going to be out there doing her daggone thing, you know, and her husband's going to play football. What's next? (laughs) 
<laughs> South Carolina is getting its only civil rights museum in downtown Orangeburg with the support of a $23 million federal grant. And this is thanks to photographer Cecil Williams, whose photographs will be the basis of the civil rights museum. Uh, and it's going to be talking about how black Americans fought segregation and discrimination in the state. All right. We love that. We need more museums and less statues of Confederate soldiers. Yep. Yes. And finally, new gun safety laws take effect around the U.S. after over 650 mass shootings in 2023. States like California, Illinois and Colorado are starting the year by implementing extreme risk protection orders, more commonly referred to as red flag laws to prevent further gun violence. All right. Well, we'll see if numbers go down in those states in terms of gun violence. So there you have it. That's your 60 second headlines. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Thank y'all for joining us on this Thursday. We covered a lot of stories here at the Amanda Seal Show. We uh, had our headliner of the week. Grammy nominated major joined us to talk about the definition of success. Also in the group chat today, we talked about our Gen Zers more concerned about their partner's money than older generations. Let me find out y'all materialistic. Well, check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast to find out. We also talked about Dave Chappelle's last comedy special. Yeah, we shared our thoughts. Because you know me and Rita Burner both comics, okay? We both comics. So that was an inside conversation happening outside for y'all, all right? If you missed any part of the show, make sure to check it out wherever you get your podcast. Stay connected with us on social media by following at Seals Said It. And keep them calls and comments coming in. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262 6328. Coming up on Friday's show. It's a fun Friday. It's a feel-good Friday. It's a Black Joy Friday. We'll have things we learned this week. Major will join us for another edition of Picky Picky for the record. And we're gonna keep it positive. You know, we're gonna talk about Philly. They just swore their first woman to lead their city into office. So we're gonna get into all of that and more on the Amanda Steele show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. See you tomorrow, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.